Hello and welcome to day 75 of our Bible reading course. As we cross the three-quarter distance mark in our journey from Genesis to Revelation. Well done for staying the course this far as we arrive today at the story of the resurrection. Today's passage is Luke chapter 24 verses 1 to 49. Let's pray. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Almighty God, whatever today has or will hold for me, may I find reasons to rejoice because of your goodness and grace, including this time in your word now. Amen. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. 
The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he said to them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. We can imagine the mood amongst the disciples as they regather from all the places to which they'd fled from Gethsemane. One or two may have dared to come and watch the crucifixion. Certainly the women had. And now they met in secret, in shock, in grief, in confusion, in fear. Doubtless they would have retraced every detail of the event since that jubilant entry into Jerusalem just a week before. Where had it all gone wrong? What were the signs they missed? What could they have done to stop it? And the biggest questions of all, why? And what now? Suddenly, the women enter the room, all excited and flustered. Speaking hurriedly, they describe what had just happened at the tomb and that Jesus' body was missing. Peter runs and sees it for himself, but there's no sign of the Lord. He appears, of course, to Cleopas and his friend, or wife, on the way to Emmaus. We hear their sorrow and regret, their hopes for Israel's redemption dashed, the rumours from the women and Peter. From this lowest of points, the narrative starts to pick up, an impromptu Bible study giving all the clues and references from the Old Testament. That meal where he gives thanks for and breaks the bread, as at the feeding of the five thousand and the Last Supper, and the scales fall from their eyes. Seven miles quickly back to Jerusalem, where they discover that Jesus has been there too, a 
appearing to Peter. And then suddenly he's in the room amongst them all. Shalom. Try to picture yourself there. What would have been running through your mind? What would your heart rate have been like? Jesus is as calm as you like and eats a piece of fish to prove he's not a ghost. Truly, he was alive, risen from the dead, with a resurrection body bearing the wounds and scars of his suffering. And then he gives them the Bible study Cleopas and his companion had received hours before. Yes, the clues were all there. But he goes on to begin spelling out the implications of what's happened. The preaching of repentance and forgiveness to all nations. By them who'd witnessed it. It's Luke's version of the Great Commission, to which he adds the command to stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit fills them with the power they will need. Today's reading is not the place to explore the theological ramifications of Jesus' resurrection, as the Apostles Peter and Paul will do for us later in the series. It's simply a chance to feel the impact of this event as it unfolded at the time, through the eyes and ears of those who were there. Cleopas and his companion describe how their hearts were burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. The whole band of disciples struggled to comprehend his unexpected presence amongst them because of joy and amazement. As with the cross yesterday, what impact does all this make on me now? And as I think back over my own Christian life, have there been any similar light bulb moments of understanding, revelation and faith? Can I remember how I felt then and what was going through my mind? Such occasions are so important for us and can continue in small ways and large as we encounter God in worship, prayer, through the Bible, at communion, baptisms or the great church festivals. Our faith is living and is meant to engage every part of us. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Lord Jesus, who spoke these words to the Apostle John at the beginning of his book of Revelation, I worship you, just as he did by falling at your feet. I see now who you truly are, Son of Man and Son of God, Alpha and Omega, Lord of life and death. And I pledge myself to you afresh this day, and ask that you would continue to reveal more and more of your glory to me in the days, months and years ahead. In your almighty name. Amen.